0: Don't hesitate. I used it. You should go over here and start using it now.
2: Pretty much the whole entire continent of Africa, their population is going up very young population, a lot of resources, a lot of uh, opportunity for sure. Um, But I want to play a video if we can. Um, Yes. So, uh, Mike, cue the video. Then it's time for us to just put to just to to put the imperial hat back on to say we're going to govern those countries if you're incapable of governing yourselves, because enough is enough. We're done being invaded
3: because our own national security risk is at
2: stake. Exactly, national security
3: interests are at stake.
2: You can say that about pretty much all of Africa. They're incapable of
3: governing themselves and benefiting their citizens, because the governments there are all about looting and pillaging and lining their pockets and going shopping in Paris instead of actually. All right, hold making on their a second. Hold on. Better people better on the land. left are going to watch this. They're going to say, "Wait a minute, Eric
1: Prince is talking about being a colonialist again." Absolutely.
3: Yes. So,
2: all right. So what you just watched was uh, a guy named Eric Prince, right? And uh, so he's an American businessman, former Navy SEAL, which is like the most prestigious part of the military. Um, But he also is the founder of Blackwater, a private Mm -hmm. military company. um, And had a variety of other things. He has a private equity firm. Um, He does a variety of different things. He is the brother of... Of the former secretary of education, Betsy Davos. Betsy <laughs> Davos. He's he's her brother. So he's a he's actually he's not just a random nut job. This is somebody who's actually moved up the ranks. Incredibly powerful, extremely well respected person, a lot of influence, a lot of relationships. It's not just some random guy on the internet that's just talking crazy. So you just saw the video where he openly called for the recolonization of Africa.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and a public
4: interview. So imagine and, what he's and, thinking and the,
2: about guy gave, the guy gave him an opportunity. He was like, well, oh, you know, the, you know, the, the left wing is going to say that you're going, you calling for it. He's like, no, I am. I am calling for the recolonization of Africa. Um, okay. I have my views on this, but, um, what should, what should, what should you guys take on it?
4: My take is that at some point that I said, this is going to be the year of truth I, because there's not a lot of pushback politically. And we won't rise up fast enough. They don't care if they get caught doing mischievous things anymore. I think that um, the resources there are so incredibly valuable. And also, too, if Elon has been able to have whatever nefarious past with his dad and then himself and then come here and build what he's built, if they have military prowess and political capital and favor. Why even hide it? This is why I say we have to move faster. So when, when I began talking about international exposure and diversification internationally a couple of years ago, it's really key because Africa is the gold mine, no pun intended. Um, I think in this era, because people will not stand up to villains like this, there's no reason to hide what the plan is anymore. I think we yeah. have to stop being brainwashed, taking in so much media, focusing on bullshit that doesn't matter. So we can kind of thwart this kind of attack on the continent.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Betsy DeVos is terrible as a uh, secretary of education. I was in education when she was appointed and her term was extremely short to start there. But um, yeah, I mean. The moment of truth, the 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 year of truth is, is is a great way to summarize it. But I just feel like this is this 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 bully behavior. It's like that invisible bully, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, but what yeah. are you going to do about it? I I think when I hear that, it's like, all right, well, at least they're just saying it out in the public. But on the flip side of it, like, what are we going to do? Uh, are we going to turn our it attention to l- listening to like, hey, Lotto's beefing with Ice Spice? Or are we going to say, hey. Listen to what the Department of Commerce is telling you about emerging markets, especially what can happen in Africa.
4: Right. We need to get Big Mama to team up with Department of Commerce. Right. Like, what, what, what is the action that we're willing to take as <laughs> a community, uh, as a people, right? As part
0: of that the, the diaspora, like it's there, um, and they're telling you, like, hey, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. We've done it before, and you know what? The way it looks, you can't run it. So we need to come in and do it. Um, I don't even want to call it a warning sign. I don't even want to call it a cause for alarm. It's a declaration of war. It, 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 it's, a, it, it's more of a declaration of this is what we're about to do. And again, it feels like it's the bully. It's the guy who's in the playground. Like, yo, I'm going to take your snack, bro. And every day you come here for lunch, I'm going to take it again. Until you yeah. decide to, you know, take a course of action. Um, and I think we have to figure out what our course of action is. And hopefully it, it's not a small group or a small conglomerate of people, but it's a large mass of people that decide like, all right, nah, we can't, we've seen this happen. We know our history has played out before. Here's our, our our time. And when we talk about the next five to 10 years being important, this is part of that game, game plan as well.
2: Well, I think it's a few things to highlight here. Um, so he pretty much in a nutshell talks about the corruption of African leaders and the dysfunction of a lot of African countries and they can't get to act together. So, you know, we, we're better off just ruling over them anyway. It speaks to a variety of different standpoints. It speaks for a, a white supremacy superiority standpoint of actually a lot of white people have never looked at any other group of people as um, regular human beings or on the same level of them. And this is why, they have taken over the entire world, right? Whether it's America, whether it's South America, whether it's Australia, New Zealand, Africa, there has been no part of the world where Europeans have not conquered, raped and pillaged. Um, and you just don't change. People just don't change who they are because they are no longer in that position. You still think like that, right? Like, it's not like, okay, we've been thinking about this for a thousand years and now, we have withdrawn out of the country and now we just are completely different people a lot of people still hold those same views um so that should that's one thing that i think people just have to just come to grips with right i think a lot of times especially black people we have a a, a situation where we we want the best for people and we want to think that the best and we want to we always forget everything that's ever happened and we want to just start new and we want to just act like every everybody's a, this is a new day. It's really not. It's the same day as it was before. Yep. Like you shielded. You might, yeah, it might be shielded. It might be masked. But at the, it, you are who you are in this world. So there are racist people in this world. That's not going to change. There are people that think that they are superior in this world that's not going to change no matter what like you might lose a war but that doesn't necessarily change the way that you think in your brain so i think that that's important for people to understand it's especially important for african nations to understand because you know african people just like black people in america are very um welcoming people and they're very um forgiving people as well but that's to their detriment it's happened before so if, if if you have to learn from history. You can't make the same mistakes. So be careful who you welcome into your country. Be careful who you accept money from. Be careful who you give your natural resources to because history can repeat itself. Right. Yeah. But also I think that it's important for people to have a, a good understanding of history. So this is a common theme of like, well, why can't Africans get themselves together? It's the same thing of like, why can't black people in America get themselves together? Well, you colonized them for 80 years, right? You raped and pillaged and, and literally killed, maimed, did all kinds of horrific uh, psychological effects. After, after you, you withdraw from the country, you put them on economic sanctions. You ruin the economy purposely, right? Then anytime that a real leader comes to power, CIA and other government agencies from Europe have assassinated them. Have imprisoned them, have actually propped up coups against them to put dictators in place that they have in their pocket. So there's a reason why this dysfunction. Like, I just think, like, a lot of it's like, oh, like, this dysfunction, why can't they get it together? Well, it's been a systematic uh, program put in place for over a century to ensure instability, to ensure Poverty to ensure Corruption Corruption, it doesn't happen by Accident, so wherever there's Corruption in the world Europe and America Has played a part in it And is continuing to play A part in it, so to this day They just, four Countries just declared their independence From France and that they will have no longer Dealings with France Um, Ivory Coast, a few other countries Now in 2024, 20, they were still getting 70% of the resources now. Yeah. Like
4: so it's like I think you think that, the music contracts bad. Yeah, The venture capital on land move. Perpetuity. Yeah. They were telling us when we was in Ghana,
2: these these countries in Africa, um, when they got their independence from, from France, they had to sign deals that included um 70% of um all of the natural resources France could get dirt cheap for perpetuity, forever. Perpetuity. Look yes. at Haiti. There's a reason why Haiti is the poorest country in the world. They're the only country that's ever had a successful slave um, re- revolt, rebellion, started their country, but they started their country by having to give reparations to France. When Napoleon put the ships at, their, at their, their, their shore, they really had no choice at that point in time. They said, okay, like we'll agree to this, but France has been raping uh, Haiti ever since. Yeah. So And then the, the president just gets killed in broad daylight four years ago. How does that happen? You don't think any other foreign entity has any play in this at all? Like, so I just think that it's it's one of these things that's a convenient ignorance when people just look at the situation for what it is and say, like, damn, this is this is fucked up. But as a thinking person, you should always look at deeper and realize that there's reasons why it's fucked up.
4: This happens. Yeah.
2: And it's the same thing in America. Like there's reasons why people now. Ultimately, yeah, you do have to take some accountability, and you do have to rise above that because nobody's going to help you. But I think it's important to understand that if you put somebody in a grave, it's going to be hard for them to be flying in five years.
4: So now, bank who just got killed in a helicopter crash this past weekend. Nobody's That's talking right. about. It. Yeah, yeah, I just saw
0: that. So in that analogy, with. I don't even know. Would, would would white supremacy be the invisible bully or is it not even the invisible bully? Right? Because it, there's undertones to it that most
4: people won't know, but it's happening. What's your thoughts on that? It, it, I mean, the crazy part. Go ahead, Rashad.
2: Oh, I don't I don't think it's I think it could be I think it's not so much invisible. Mm-hmm. Um I think some people would just tell you how they feel, and some people might kind of, you know, be a little bit more intelligent about how they communicate, but it's never been, and black people have to stop accepting white supremacy. When the Queen of England goes to Jamaica, she's treated like Haile Selassie returned. Now whose fault is that? Right? And Shine told us this. He was like, look, there's no, there's no, there's nothing honorable about what the British Empire did in the Caribbean at all. So why are we still, why do we still have such high regard for the royal family? Education. No, well, it's also being brainwashed, that's right? That's so what I said. They start programming.
0: Especially in yeah. the Caribbean, when you talk about education, they're in, when they're in school, that's that's what they're learning, right? Like, this is who's in charge of this land. All held to the queen. Like, it meant, it meant something. When you're talking about Jamaica, this is like 1964. It meant something to my grandmother. It meant something to my mother, who was like a young child, for the queen to come, because they had been taught. Like, even when I remember my, my grandmother passed away, and this is like in the late 90s, that was just books and books about the royal family and I'm like but it had been ingrained that comes in from, from a but young age what
2: I'm saying yeah. is that at some point that's in time as a black person yeah. you're a black country right now it takes somebody to say look this is what we've been doing but this ain't right bro well, this ain't right why are we celebrating our oppressors they literally weren't slave owners mm-hmm. there's nothing honorable about honoring the royal family in a country that enslaved you So I I get it that it's like it's like the same with the slave masters. At some point in time, black people in America had to say, "Nah, we're not doing this." Like, no, like if that never happens, then you just it's insanity. There's no reason why any government in Africa should be wearing blonde wigs and calling each other lords. I don't care if they put that on you, but now you're free. You don't have to keep that tradition going. That's you're playing a part in your own mental slavery. Bob Marley told us that Mm -hmm. rest in peace to Bob Marley and free yourself from a mental anticipation. There's so many things mentally Mm -hmm. that you have to unravel because it's like the physical aspect is one thing, but the mental aspects last way, way longer. And it's actually way more um, hurtful than what anybody but, can do but, physically, but
0: that's why go, it goes back to that. It's that same piece of this is the indoctrination, right? So if you've been indoctrinated, oh, yeah. which can be your used entire life, life, your entire life, then that's all you know, unless you have exposure, which takes sometimes it takes capital to even leave to have exposure. But if the doctrine changes, and I think like that's where we're on the cusp of. I think then viewpoints change, mindset changes, societies change. So it's important, like yeah. So when you bring up our mom, that's important. He's trying to change the doctrine, right? What his message was, was changing the doctrine. I feel like what we're doing in this space is changing the doctrine, right? When when Rick was talking about, we need to learn to unlearn, to relearn again. I think that's why this moment in history is so important.
4: Interesting part is he's one of the ones who will actually state how he feels, but there's a million others that feel the same way. I won't touch on the country over there, but... That is prep for the invasion of Africa. That's why BRICS to me, um, even though I called you know China's stock market falling apart, BRICS is really important because it's not only a way to finish the United States as like the preeminent power. It's a way to invade Africa and take all of the resources. I, I've said it before. Chinese are already there, right. already in Mexico. Like people aren't talking about it. Now you're seeing other military groups, former business people. Like, if you think the Black Rock buying single-family homes play with something, imagine if you can take a whole continent.
0: Yeah, I don't think people... leaders even, don't
4: have resources to fight back.
0: And people don't really have a full concept of the size of the continent. I think we just think of Africa like, oh, it's its that... Oh, this The land size of it is just... yes, It's massive. And you're talking about 1.3 billion people that are living there. And you're saying the average age is 19. I mean, these are the type of scenarios. It was like, of course, if when people have capital, they're gonna come in and they're gonna try to take advantage of it. And then that's the invisible part is like, then you'll see policy change and you realize you're on the wrong side of it. And then you the discrimination happens. And what we saw here, redlining, these things.
4: You see, happen. In North Africa now, Egyptians right. won't even say that they're Af- like what?
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: <sighs> well, but mind to the
2: situation. But um Closely. Ghana is the move. Like I told you I, I said look, listen, I said um I said semiconductors and I was like, yo, just invest in you don't might not know exactly what company to invest in, but um technology, close, artificial yeah. intelligence, that's the wave. Like that's going to that's going to be the predominant factor that moves society for the next 15-20 years. Like this is what's happening. This QQQ thing is only going to go up. SMH is gonna go up. This is the wave, and it's not falling. Africa, specifically Ghana, right now, is the wave. Remember, I, I told on. you, remember, I told you that. This is the wave.
4: Mikey clipped this up.
2: Yes, <laughs> a fact. This is the wave. In 10 years, it's only gonna be bigger. In 20 years, it's only gonna be bigger. You have an opportunity now. I'm telling you.
4: Shout out to the NFL. But when, even when I saw the commercial, I said, damn, you're advertising the colonization <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come kind of bearing gifts like Santa Claus but if I advertise me going there I'm like okay well it's front and center yeah interesting that like international exposure is key uh for me it was Mexico first I think you need four cities I'm gonna follow Rashad's Ghana is really important gotta get you two other ones um keep investing for the long term. But as you build your knowledge base from investing, you'll see the same opportunity in other countries you have to follow.